I don't know if I'm a good influencer. <laughs> don't, throw, <laughs> don't throw stones. Don't throw stones. <laughs> Welcome to Leadership Decanted, our cheeky half edition, where we dare to share unfinished thoughts and ideas around some potentially thorny leadership questions. And even though KG and I can't always be in the same room, we still do this over a glass of our favourite beverage. Hey, Paul. KG, once again, here we are, cheeky halving away. Yes, I love it. I love it. And we get to hang out again and just chat about things that are near and dear to us, but not fully formed. These are the easy ones, right? These are the short and sweet ones. And I actually have a topic that I wanted to chat with you about. Nice. Bring yes, it on. Yes. What have you got? What are you thinking? Well, What's occupying your you know, mind? This is an, a, an interesting one for me because I was re- really on LinkedIn and anybody does the scrolling on LinkedIn. I yes. went past someone who was talking about influence and a persuasion. And it just reminded me of, you know, what we do day to day as leaders, as people in the corporate world. And I thought about Do you have to be influential or persuasive to be a leader or a good leader? Can you have one without the other? Are they mutually exclusive? I was just trying to think, is that a thing? What do you think, Paul? So are you asking then, is being a leader, is it a requirement that we influence? Yeah, that's Or influence an, an outcome or influence a person? Yes, because the way this particular article was kind of posed was to be a good leader, you need to be a good influencer and get mm. your you know, message across and make sure that you're, I won't say managing the situation, but making the situation um, work to your advantage by how you influence people and uh, the situation around you. And I just thought about that as a leader. Is, is that what is required of me (laughs) because I don't know if I'm a good influencer and I don't know how uh, I feel about that because. Oh, okay. uh, So how do you get things done? Okay, G. Look, I'm I'm probably going to not be telling good things about myself because I influence to a certain point and then I default to doing it myself. Ooh, don't don't throw don't throw don't throw stones don't throw stones. Okay, no no judgment no judgment here no judgment it's a judgment free zone. So I'll I'll quite often um, I I call it lead by example right so I'll do that probably. It's a, a, a nice euphemism for doing the work myself. Yes, <laughs> or you know showing how it can be done and that it's not so difficult and then now you take it and run with it and it's yours and you create on top of that. That's the kind of thinking that I have quite often. That's interesting in and of itself, right? Because I think what we haven't really done is define what we mean by influencing. Yeah. Yeah. And whether influencing therefore is just the one thing, is it just the one act, the one activity, the one behavior, or does it come in many flavors? Yeah. Because it could be, you know, multiple things, right? But Sure. Sure. So how might you define influence? I was thinking of it as being able to 
I don't want to say coerce, but, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) somehow impact other people to think the way that you want them to think and do the things that you want them to do. And I consider that influence. I don't know if that's a correct assumption, but that's kind of how I see it. I, I guess I should Google it really quickly, but I, you know, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of work with, you know, some psychometric assessments and things like that. And I also do a lot of work with uh, Gallup Strengths. Yes. And Gallup Strengths has a domain, if you like, where or it has four domains that categorizes a set of talents. And one of those domains is actually called influencing. Okay. And the way that Gallup defines that domain is quite varied. It's not simply about getting things done or getting things done through other people. Influencing in the Gallup world also includes things like being able to tell a story Ah, about what you're doing. It's also being able to speak for those who might not be able to speak for themselves or a certain form of advocacy uh, is also part of that definition. It's about being able to bring others along for the journey, whether or not they enjoy the journey or whether the journey is anything that's good for them or not. That's beside the point. It's also about making certain decisions and owning them. It's about helping others understand why you've made those decisions. Finally, empowering others so that their voice is also heard. Okay. So, so there's a whole wide series variety of, of things. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's quite broad. It's quite broad. Uh, and I'm just wondering, when, because often when we think about influencing, we might think about people who are, I guess, I don't know, players in the corporate space. Yeah, yes. yeah they get things done <laughs> through some sort of Machiavellian yes. machinations. Manipulation and almost, right? Manip- so, yeah, that's right. There's a, certain, there's a certain level of manipulation that's often assumed. And it doesn't have, I don't think it has to be that way. Certainly no. the Gallup Strengths uh, definitions don't suggest that. But if it is about telling a story, if it is about speaking for others, is it, if it is about ensuring others get heard as well, if it is about convincing others of the merits of your position or your decision-making, then it begins to open up uh, the possibility for doing it in different ways, right? Yeah, true. Um, So I don't know. So if I left that title definition open and we thought through what you were saying about your style or how you do influencing, where do you think it would fit in that definition? With that definition, I've got some things that I do in there. I, I don't know mm. if I would have necessarily seen all of those, but you know, I tell a story. That's that's one thing I do fairly well, especially when mm. in a corporate setting. That's that's how I get people to understand the messages I'm trying to relay. Uh, I can tell a story that helps people understand the background and why things are so important. So there's some influence yeah. there. So I get I can get that. That's right. And also the way that you relate to people can be a form of influencing, right? The way that you behave with others. You talked about leading by example, but there are many ways of doing that too, right? There are ways of not just showing people how to do things, but also showing people how you can be a a particular type of person Mm. in a particular kind of way. And you will eventually get outcomes through that process. It may not be getting outcomes directly by influencing someone to that outcome. But because of the way you are and the way that you behave with others, 
Maybe your credibility is improved and maybe you're, you have better cachet. Maybe your social capital is such that you can trade on that and make things happen differently. And that may be influence in itself, right? In some way, right? So, I think so. Okay. I think so. People assume influence has to be a direct from point A to point B in a straight line. I don't think it has to be that way. And you might still get to your outcome. You just got to find, certainly with the work I do in that area of strengths, is it, it's about finding how to get those outcomes with the strengths that you are naturally leaning into, that mm. you are naturally hardwired with, or you have acquired over time. And if you can make that work for you, then it doesn't have to be one size fits all. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And it, it helps, right? Because for me, I was really feeling a bit bad because I thought, wow, I'm, I'm not a very good influencer. So that means I may be a poor leader. Now I, I know that there, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. well, that's <laughs> there's really hope for me yet. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a really interesting distinction. So we have slightly <laughs> sep- very, it's a very nuanced one, but we're separating the need to influence in leadership practice mm. versus the tag or the category of being an influencer. Yeah. Even though it feels a little bit weird to separate those, I think I think they are different because you can influence, as we've just talked about, in many different ways, and you may not necessarily be known as someone who influences, yet through your actions, through your behavior, through your attitude with people, through your interactions, you will eventually get people to be on your side or perhaps represent you in ways that you hadn't expected and that I think is influencing. That's great. And so there's hope for us non-influencers. Non-influencers. <laughs> That's right. Yet. Hope for us yet. Hope for us yet. That's right. Love now it, just it. get onto your Instagram account and start <laughs> taking some shots. Oh, no. no. I'm so far behind there. So with that, I will close off and say no more influencing for me. No more influencing. Although it'd be interesting. Once again, listeners, these are cheeky halves. These are unfinished thoughts. We're just riffing here. If you want to add to the conversation, if it's something that you think we could consider talk more about let us know we would love to hear your thoughts and your ideas always always and uh, we appreciate you tuning in and as always slauncha slauncha that is our cheeky half episode please let us know what you think whether you'd like us to expand on any of these topics in our main episodes or any other comment you might have you can reach us on askus at leadershipdecanted.com. That's A-S-K-U-S at leadershipdecanted.com. You can also leave your comments for each of our episodes on our website at leadershipdecanted.com. Thanks for listening.